Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Jester, overlap, maybe we get a little louder. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, this is uh, this is a bit of a speckle, speckle episode. We, as many of you in the lore community probably have also, we got access to a little personal log by a man named Clovis. Which is so interesting, like, in, in reading this whole thing, Bagel's like, I feel like in any other any other instance, if if you got told someone's name was Clovis, you would imagine some sort of, like, slack-jawed yokel. <laughs> <laughs> like Cletus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, some folks will never eat a skunk, but then yeah. again, some folks... <laughs> That's from The Simpsons, in case anyone doesn't remember. It's still on TV, so I feel like I can reference it, but then I have to think about it. It's like, yeah, that episode's from, like, 20 years ago. Right. I have to. <laughs> I need to. I need to manage people's expectations. Here. I've, I've seen that episode ten times, but I don't know about the rest of the. Rest yeah, of like them. maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have the same attachment that I have. Like I'm not here. I'm not here to uh, to make them make them think like I do. But uh, but yeah, that's that's so funny to me that they took this name that I think is just generally attached to like I feel like you could be a hill person and totally fit in. He's like went amongst, you know, the the hill people of Appalachia. No, I'm I, and and it, before anyone fucking yells at me and adds me on Twitter, no, I'm never gonna call it Appalachia. You guys are just saying it wrong collectively. No one, just hey, I'll, I'll, I'll I will die on that hill. Fuck it. <laughs> it's, it, it was never Appalachia. Um, that comes to mind. Um, early in the journal, doesn't it reference Clovis in regards to like agriculture? So maybe he is from like an agricultural background, like his, mm, his family. I hadn't considered that. Which would be really, it'd be really funny if that's how he uh, he got into contracting was the, <laughs> right. like the Department of Agriculture, right? Which don't take, don't take that as law, but I, I think I remember seeing something about. Well, all all I'm saying is, guys, as you know, as longtime listeners of the show, you definitely know how you know. We've said time and time again that the Department of Agriculture is the evilest department. <laughs> yes, clearly. Yeah. 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 Four H's? Hmm. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, I feel like there's so much I could be saying about like in the U.S. to observe our government, and everyone, everyone who's just sitting there is like, "Really, the Department of Agriculture? Fuck you, Taylor." <laughs> that's exactly where they wouldn't expect it to be. That's right. <laughs> that's where I'm. That's where I'm throwing my shade. <laughs> Fuck corn. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I know you're from Iowa. Yeah. You're naturally defensible of corn. It's it's a reflex. I'm, yeah. I must have my. We have the superior corn. Screw you, Nebraska. Go away. <laughs> Was it? I'm I'm pretty sure all gloves in Iowa just come with the the corn shucking hook. 
just attached. <laughs> Standard, like you can't get a pair without it unless you order it from out of state. Some sort of... It is quite the import business, because we do have to get a fair number of gloves without that occasionally. I mean, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Look in Iowa. Corn is always interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty much mentioned daily. Uh, so, yeah, that's that is quite the thing. I really love that, and I love that in some context, someone might might meet the man. And then you'd be like, no, we're going to count that because it's still corn. <laughs> kids kids are into corn, too. No kids are still listening to corn. I'm an old man. But... <laughs> okay, okay. We're here to do a special episode. So, the man Bags hit me with some ideas yesterday when he got to reading. He was like, Taylor B., you need to get to reading, too, but it takes you longer because you're dyslexic. So start now. Tomorrow, <laughs> we have something to talk about. Indeed. So uh, break it down for us, Sir Biggs. In fact, yeah. In fact, uh, so going back about, oh, I think it was about a month or so ago, uh, we got some of our first glimpses of the Vex and a couple of the trailers uh, uh, shown, showing off Europa and like some of the subclasses that we're getting, that sort of stuff uh, for Stasis. Um, and we got a couple of glimpses of the Vex in those uh, those trailers. And I was like, those Vex look significantly different. So uh, I, I posed it to Taylor. I was like, yeah, I wonder if we're not going to see like more of a combat for the Vex. As we know from our previous exposures to the Vex, pretty much we've only encountered construction Vex. And I know Callus specifically refers to this. I know that... Um, uh, I know there's another reference point there to I, basically, yeah, only, I, only the, the forms of the Vex that we see are, are there to build. They're, they're there for infrastructure purposes. So, for, for so I do, I do have one caveat that I promised I won't, I won't make this be <laughs> a rabbit hole. I do have one little bugaboo. What we see are construction Vex after they met the hive. It's true. Uh, yeah, we don't. These Vex, these, the Vex, yeah. all the Vex we've encountered through one way or another, like, they, they, you know, not all of them worship the darkness, but, like, these Vex kneel, uh, we, we've, I mean, we've done the episode where we're talking about how, uh, how they're very similar to, uh, hive forms, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and what have you, so, just in reference back to that, at very least, these were, because, I mean, the, it, it might turn out all Vex are construction, I don't know, see, I'm turning into a tangent, I, I, after I swore <laughs> I wouldn't. I swore, I swore. So no, forgive me, Biggs. Forgive me. It is a fair point, though. Um, and yeah, no. Uh, like I said, like he said, we're not going to tie down that rabbit hole. But uh, yeah, um, not going to do it for for now. Basically, in game at the very least, and uh, all, all the vex we've encountered are essentially construction. They are there to build up the infrastructure to try and. Uh, achieve the overarching goal of the Vex, which is apparently to be the essentially the perfect form of life or the perfect entity remaining in the universe. They're, they're the uh, what's what's the term, Taylor, that uh, is thrown around out there? Uh, the uh, what do you mean? The, the I mean the, the and like goal? yeah yeah. There's the they want to become one with time. Yeah. 
Um, oh, there's there's a term. I'm drawing a blank, but uh, uh, insert that term here. Yeah, basically the w- winners of the flower game sort of concept. Uh, oh yeah, they they become <clears throat> uh, they they transcend. They uh, they become they become. It's like uh, you know, in those Twilight Zone episodes where someone makes a genie wish and then like they become infinite with the universe. And, yeah. like, they are the universe, the universe is part of them, they are now intrinsic into every aspect of life, and they are everywhere. Yeah. But it's, like, not what they wanted when they wanted to be, like, God or all-powerful. They just were basically, like, a new form of, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, you're, you're, like, a building block of life. That's your existent now. Existence sure. now is, like, a, like, a brain-dead, like, microscopic single-cell thing. Wall, so to speak, or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's... That seems to be the overarching goal of the Vex, and 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 so th- this kind of throws a wrench in it when you, when we see that video uh, for the release documents on Europa and whatnot. We see uh, a few different Vex forms, particularly um, there's kind of a there's kind of a shielded uh, enemy. It looks more kind of like a, uh, the upright walkers from from Star Wars, the ones that you see a lot in the forest with the Ewok. Uh, but it has shields extending out from the sides, and it has it has blasters. It's, it's outside of, like, Hydra, uh, Hydra Mines, we don't see a whole lot of shielded um, for, for shields second, like that. For a second, I thought you said Hydra, and I was like, wait a second, how are those Nazis coming into this? <laughs> right? I was like, Bagels, this is not the direction I thought this, this theory was going to go, but I am here for it. <laughs> Tell me more about the Hydra Nazis and their, how they have their sinister fingers in the Clovis Bray soups. Oh my! Right? The oh, soups yeah, are I, also sinister. There's a lot of the direction I wasn't expecting to go on. It's, it's it's a very sinister kitchen. That, but yeah, that so we got got this this form, uh, and it's it's got the shields the shields extended out. And just blasting out um, from from the center of those uh, from the center of its uh, chassis, and then we've got another one that we see briefly where it seems to kind of lunge out. Uh, we've only seen a brief glimpse of that one. It kind of charges up and lunges out with with like two legs. Um, so it's I don't I find it hard to imagine a construction purpose. For especially the latter one, uh, what what would be the purpose of developing a unit which is ex- just excels at lunging? Well, you've like, got you've got me on board too because as we've talked about before, you know my feelings about legs. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> like a fucking construction bot with legs? What the fuck? That's not efficient. Two legs? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like four legs okay now we're on to something now we're starting to six legs okay walking i i am here for it <laughs> but yeah you kind of you kind of see the point there though that that just something that can lunge why why would that be related to construction that's something i struggle with uh, relating well i wonder so you know, and and this is this is related to it. I I, I wonder what is there. It, it just because the uh, I I as you know, I had surmised in the past that the the biggest you know worshiping of you know 
the deep or the darkness um, was what the hive that we have met mostly got out of having legs. So I wonder if this season where, you know, you get darkness powers, there's new Vex and, you know, here they are walking around with fucking legs. I'm wondering if there's, you know, the, 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 the lunging, obviously, you know, that that's clearly a battle mechanic or like something kick-ass that it does. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm struggling because I'm, I'm I'm honestly thinking that you know maybe it's all part and parcel. If 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 the previous theory was right, it fits right in here based on what we know now, at least. And we might we might learn that the you know I'm I'm completely full of shit. But <laughs> in the off chance that I'm not, I I think it I think it honestly I think it carries over part and parcel because now you it, it's like they cut out the middleman. These Vex figured some shit out. They're like, nah, man, you guys have been dialing 1-900 the deep? The Hive are charging you so much per minute, you could just call the darkness directly. <laughs> Buddies, what are you even doing over here? What the fuck, what, what did you let happen to Atheon? Oh, this is terrible. You get frozen for however long, a few hundred years, and this is what happens? <laughs> but yeah, um... So it seeing seeing these kind of kind of struck me as to why the sudden change in tactics. Uh, why why would they switch from being focused on construction so heavily into actually having what appears to be more like a strike force or something that is used to come back at um, at whatever they deem is formidable enough to to warrant changing their frames from, from their construction purposes. Mm-hmm. And so, recently, I'm sure many of you have released, received your collector's edition. I got it back. today! <laughs> like, literally just before this recording, I got it today, I might be looking at it right now, oh my god! <laughs> Fortunately, there's been some very kind folks that have gone out of their way to transcribe this. It is awesome. It's one of my favorite lore drops that I've I've seen out of Bungie so far, and I'm I've been gushing it, gushing about it to Taylor. <laughs> it's uh, basically it's Clovis Clovis Bray's journal, uh, from when he basically first stepped foot on Europa, and started experimenting with what he refers to as clarity, uh, and then uh, how it ties into his development of the Exo Mind in particular. At this point, it's pretty clear that they have developed some exo frame, um, and that very that makes a lot of sense. The frame would seemingly be more the least complex aspect of it relative to the mind. And so uh, he is, the first section of the journal kind of goes over his struggles with um, just just generally his ability, or his organization's ability to gen, to, uh, to create a successful transference of the human mind into an exo exo mind. And his his struggles eventually lead him to um to a dream brought about by clarity. And clarity it's it's not exactly established what it is in his journal, but it's directly tied to the K1 artifact on and which we know of heavily from Revelations, um, and 
therefore it's almost certainly intrinsically tied to the darkness. We can we can speculate that it's probably a it's probably either uh, something that produces those uh, darkness uh, artifacts that appear to be uh, appear to be present in the trailers. The, like uh, Aramis has one; she's she's holding it there, and I, then uh, so, we see we see a video with uh, the stranger holding one as well. So I, I just I just want to say I'm gonna be a total fucking goober. If there is any pair of male siblings that's involved in Aramis or like as like a sub boss pit boss in any way, I am busting out the Charlie Murphy Darkness Brothers meme. <laughs> I am calling it. I am calling that meme now. Anyone else who does it first stole my idea. <laughs> and like Taylor B, what do you mean? I mean, like I'm gonna be like, hey, Guardian, this is who you have to fight in the first frame, and then it's gonna be <laughs> Dave Chappelle saying, "The darkness, brothers, the darkness." <laughs> That's. I'm doing that, and you can't. Oh you can't stop me. I you, you can do it first and be like, oh, this is what I do. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I have a recording of me talking about it. So, yeah. Where's your recording of coming up with it? It's not. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyway. <laughs> we've got... Um... I love when Bagel's host. I'm just here for, like, color commentary and horseshit. Like, I just get to jump in with nonsense and he puts up with me. This is so great. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah. No, I need. I need to come. I, I, we didn't do this more. This is a fun format. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Clovis gets this dream from Clarity, and it tells him to build a Vexgate. Now, um, he eventually captures a Vex subject, and um, it's on a raid from the Ishtar Collective on Venus. It's quite fascinating that he did did that anyway that's a whole nother tangent to go down but uh he steals this this vex what he calls artifact it's it must be some sort of uh intact vex unit that he uses to construct this portal and eventually when this portal goes online it leads to uh it leads to uh what what do they call it a super uh it's some sort of like super solar entity uh it's um i forget forget the exact term it's it's like it super uh, solar or extra solar i forget exactly what the term is it's because I, I for some reason my head's going into extra solar which just means like alien basically not from the solar system. No, it, it, it's it's more so a reference to the type of solar body it is it's um it is definitely extra solar uh, it's it's just a matter of what kind of solar body it was, but uh, it's it's kind of beside the point. It's just it's essentially a giant, uh, near supernova, solar body. Oh and, oh, oh the um yeah it's it's the uh, the something giant. Uh, I think that's a or not not a giant. It's it's a dwarf that's about to go super supernova like a white, yeah. a white dwarf a white dwarf. Yeah, what? they're like super condensed because it goes yeah. it gets it gets all big. And then it, it becomes like, I think, like a red giant. And then it collapses in on itself. Yep, and it gets super dense. Yeah, it's super it, dense. It, it, and yeah, then, it, then it'll go Nova if it, if it can. Yep. But the, the, what the Vex apparently did here is they took 
Um, they took lighter elements, particularly, I believe, hydrogen, and fed it into the, the core of the sun in order to cause it to stay stable enough so it would constantly pump out denser materials, particularly metals, that were extremely rare at, the, at this point of the Vex uh, existence. Hmm. So the Vex were essentially farming the solar body for metal. And use and this is essentially how they must have created their frames. Uh, at least the frames that were familiar. Well, I, I, I wonder about that. Uh, or at least maybe the, this is how these new Vex did it, right? Because I uh, what, what makes me wonder about that is different uh, Vex that we've seen I mean, it, it, they've been made of clearly different material, right? The, um, the precursors mm -hmm. uh, being, being made of the, uh, that really like crystalline material. They almost look like, uh, like some of the crystalline structures they make when they, um, more, more, when they build like waterfalls and like build certain stuff. Yeah. And then you have the, then you have the descendants who look really old and dingy and they look like they're, uh, they're made of just like fucking copper. Or brass, mm -hmm. or brass would make a would make more sense, yeah. Well, it, yeah, because that's um, well, it's it's funny. So you know, you know why there was a there was a brass age, a uh, bronze yeah. age. I'm sorry, I think I think they might be made of bronze. It's it's because both brass and tin exist in nature. Like you could walk on the road and potentially find some. Sure. Um, whereas like obviously iron. Iron also exists in nature, but it's much harder to work with. And then you have to work iron to make steel, and aluminum does not exist in nature. These are yep. fun metal facts that Taylor knows. <laughs> That's all entirely fair. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the the expedition team of of Clovis's they they eventually go over to this planet. That is somehow, or it's not even really a planet. It's the the Vex have apparently created a, a bunch of like Damn, platforms. Bale's that... throwing shade on this planet's planet status, you guys. <laughs> anyone, anyone who disagrees and says it is a planet, please add the bagels via the spin at spinfoil theory. Really? I mean, there is some sort of like planetary body there because uh, they reference like uh, a substrate of granite that that exists. But uh, there's also these, uh, these like uh, orbital stations almost mm -hmm. uh, that, that go around the, the the sun, and they they seem to serve to collect the metals that are being generated by the, by the solar body. Mm. And so, um, but eventually, uh, due to either curiosity or due to uh, sensing their invasive presence, they come across a number of Vex bodies, or of Vex units that uh, attack them with very weak weapons. Mm. Uh, so it appears that they're either defending or something along those lines. And, um, of course, the uh, Elsie, along with the team, completely obliterates mm. the bodies with some sort of laser. <laughs> <laughs> um, they later uh, find their techniques and are able to eventually lure uh, some of the some of those Vex units uh, across through the portal uh, in order to harvest their uh, their Vex milk. 
uh, Vex Mind Fluid, as they refer to it. And so the Vex Mind Fluid is used in the journal to combine with something, some sort of element of clarity, and it produces Alkahes, which eventually is what's used to refine the Exo Mind in order to accept uh, the Exo, uh, the, the human mind for the actual... Um, what ends up being the like the alpha exos, the original like true cadavers of exos. Yeah, uh, there are side effects and whatnot, but that that seems to be what was essentially version one point. <laughs> How do you feel about? I don't know if I would sign up for that alpha. I mean, Clovis yeah. Clovis makes a very good argument to not be in his own alpha. He does. <laughs> and I'm just wondering. Well, it's one of those things, right? It's it's a total risk versus reward thing. It you kind of think about it. Um, you get like, a little bit works. of a taste taste of it with Cade, where he was indebted, um, either to Clovis or to some other people in freedom of, of his debts, and as a result, um, Cade basically signed his life into the exo. You wonder if it wasn't situations like that or people that extremely ill i always wonder what if the uh what if the number etched into the chest what if the number etched into them is is their test number i i'm pretty uh, sure that directly corresponds to their number of resets and and i don't think it's physical watching so much the, the resets the resets definitely occur right correct like like there's i'm not i'm not arguing that and i know that it seems so far that it leads up to correspond with like what they call themselves. But it really mm-hmm. makes me wonder, because now we know it's officially a copy, right? Before yes. we there was some ambiguity to where maybe it was like a one and done thing. But now it seems like there could be a backup of Cade. Now it wouldn't be Arcade. Might Correct. not even be a good guy. Might be like asshole evil Cade. Mm-hmm. Um, who didn't have whatever life experiences or epiphanies that, that went along to uh, developing kate six into uh, the guardian we all know and love because honestly like you're a special agent strike team guy you're probably like how can i say this you're morally gray <laughs> yeah like you're not <laughs> yeah like i i like i love i love i love kate's character to death but like honestly like he probably did some some weird shit yeah. like that he is not proud of and i think um I think for sure the uh, the whole being a guardian is probably plays a big role into the the personality we got because I mean even just reading his journal, it, it it's like a like you can see that it's the same guy, but it's you know what I mean like I feel like if I spoke to that person it would be like talking to almost a, a different totally different person yeah yeah or at least like that. or like talking to your younger self like you know it's you there's stuff that you just do that. You know, you know what I mean. That are that'll cringe on when you look at it at a bit later, basically. Yeah. Or, or 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 that like will identify you that you still do. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I, th- I think there's that in uh, in Kate's journals writing, but uh, I get that impression as well. I I definitely like it would because I mean the first the first person who it worked on go back to the alpha testing the first person who it worked on like must have felt like such a fucking badass. Um, but, uh, but, uh, just, just to round out that, uh, the, the, we know the number's etched on its chest, at least in the case of Felwinter. Now, that could be something completely different. That could just because, that could be because he was a Rasputin exo. 
or the Rasputin Exo. Who knows if there was more than one? Um, although the number on the chest implies that there may be. Or maybe the number on the chest is like showing that it's like special and for Rasputin. So it's like an assembly line thing. Like, hey, no, that's that's PQX 497. They name them like they name monitors. <laughs> that's that's a special exo we can't he's not no he doesn't go with the other ones you put him over here there's a special order you get god damn it randy fuck out of here um, that's 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 just that but uh to the uh so I, i'm wondering um like there, there could be like an assembly line thing to it like uh it's it's possible uh and yeah. we do and we do i guess as far as that goes um we do get evidence that there are backups of these these exo what becomes the exo mines. So, so we have the human mind is uh, essentially directly copied from the human mind in a ir- irreversible process that terminates the human is is what what's established here. Basically, uh, there's some sort of I think he calls it a quantum level scan. I'd have to go back and read it uh, for details on that, but uh, basically it. It kills the human in order to make this "quote unquote" um, perfect, perfect copy. Yeah, well, it makes me it makes me wonder because, like, medically, even today, to get like a full understanding of something, they would have to do like a full dissection, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. full autopsy, like that. That would be part of it. Mm-hmm. And so, what I just I think back to uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Last of Us. Yeah, uh, I played, I played the first one. Okay, so you remember when when basically they finally make it to the Fireflies, mm-hmm. and then the guy's like, "Okay, well, like I've got to take her brain out and do a full autopsy and figure out how this right. works. That's yeah. the only way we're gonna get a cure." And then he's like, "Oh, so I'm just gonna murder all of you instead, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and I'm just my name is Joel. I'm way more badass than all of you. You guys <laughs> are like bitches to me. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's, it's it feels like the same same kind of thing. Yeah. You have to solve the mystery of the, the human mind, you have to... Like, take it apart, essentially, right? Yep. yep. And there's no putting it back together. That, no. That is a... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Way, way too complex to, to even attempt that. Well, that... that you, your, your skull you... is kind of like a Schrodinger's box, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, once you open it, you, it's, the brain is dead. Well, <laughs> you, you can op- open the skull, but, yeah, it... Yeah, obviously, uh, taking apart the brain is, is yeah, complicated. It, it, <laughs> for, for these, I w- I'm going to say in most cases, if the skull is opened up, you're going yeah, to maybe, maybe some fringe fringe cases like that guy, Phineas, I think his name is. The, 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 guy, the guy who got the... Um, <laughs> it's an American guy, and it's like a famous story, but he, he, he's the first... Um, he's the guy who let everyone know you could separate the the lobes and survive oh, sure. sure but you also like it also like taught them that the it, he gets like a pike goes like up his chin and just like perfectly hits that part of the brain where the lobes are connected and just goes straight mm-hmm. through at the top doesn't damage any of the other parts of his brain uh-huh. um he like his demeanor changed everything like like everything changed after the accident and uh they looking back on it are just like yeah it's probably because his the different lobes couldn't communicate anymore. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. Yeah. Sorry. I'm full. <laughs> no. I'm full of this shit today. But. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So so in in the case of Clovis, like I totally get why he doesn't want it because he he I mean he he seems to have a, a proclivity like I do just with like maybe like a larger fear, 
than me, but uh, of not, he's not going to do it till he knows it works. And it works the yep. way he wants it to work, not like technically or whatever he wants it. Like he, he's not, he's going to use his genie wish on someone else first and then make the exact same wish on himself. Uh, yep. like he, he's not, he's not being anyone's guinea pig. One thing no. I do want to bring up, and I know it's not the, the focus of, of this though. His, uh, his journal, I don't know, the PDF doesn't really show the cover to it. Um, that journal and like a sticker you get, uh, and, and it's on a couple of the things, including the bag, uh, that comes with the special edition. That looks very, very similar in my opinion to some gambit emblems and it's yeah, kind of in the shape of a token uh-huh like I, I hope i just got everyone's lore boners excited <laughs> i it looks to me like it's a uh it's supposed to symbolize that the light and the darkness are the same same side uh, like the opposite sides well, of the same point, sort of, it sort has of a yin yangy aspect to it but it's green I, I definitely get that feeling, though. The first time I saw it, too, I was like, is that the Gambit's? I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not quite right. No, I, I definitely get what you're putting down, though. <laughs> yeah. You smell what I'm stepping in. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so... So it's so interesting, and, like, I, I, I was talking I was talking about this with uh, with Bagels earlier, and I swear to God, guys, this this tangent comes back to the Vex. I'm not, uh, I'm not <laughs> fucking with you here. But um, it seems like Clovis Bray is either, like, an evil version... Or like a reverse version of Robin Williams' character in Bicentennial Man. He's like developing... Well, first, he, he's going about it pretty interesting. Like, he's creating the replacement organs from pigs. So he's genetically engineering the pigs with good organs. And mm-hmm. also figuring out how he can still sell the extra bodies for, like, cuts and stuff. Right. <laughs> have, like, a side butchering business. Right. Which is hilarious. Can you imagine can you imagine you got a replacement heart and also some bacon from the kid from the pig who saved your life? It's kinda like uh Eris's adventures in cooking, but significantly darker twist to it. I don't know if much could be darker than a pineapple. <laughs> that's just that's just me. But um as as heavily heavily covered in the entries, it seems that the radiolaria and and it's through some sort of refining because it's not just straight radiolaria mm-hmm. um is put in and sent off for to become clarity not to become clarity but through through clarity it becomes alcahes is what happens clarity it, it's clarity basically control it becomes alcahes got you yep gotcha yep. gotcha gotcha sorry everyone still new to this lore <laughs> yeah, I, I think got, everybody's still reading up on this. I've, got, kinda, I've got Coach Bags here for me to, uh, <laughs> to help me. Out. So the the alcohol, right? It, it's refined radiolaria, and I think this actually, you know, not not to toot not to toot our own horn, but in our Vex episode, we talk about how the radiolaria is essentially silica, and silica is great for CPU processor for uh, conductors, is a great conductor and great for processors. Mm-hmm. And so if they're taking this thing that we postulated, as we postulated, if that were right, refining it, and it's becoming Alkahest, which helps clarity, prevent DER, so and so and so forth, and exos, I just feel like 
we might have to come up with some sort of sound effect and get party poppers. <laughs> and just have a herd it here first, like, parade with, like, a kazoo. <laughs> um, just one. Uh, it's I'll note that, that silica itself is an insulator. Uh, it's it's basically glass. Uh, but uh, it's, it is used in... Um, it is used in CPUs uh, to basically shield uh, electrical currents and directing them in, in the direction they. Um, in in the more expensive ones, you can you can uh, it's um because it's it's a it's graduating uh, expensiveness. So like uh, the most expensive best conductor would actually be if you had your motherboard uh, with a lot of silver in it as opposed to a uh, copper. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. then copper is you know the u.s sits on two-thirds of the world's copper i do know that yeah it's kind of yeah. ridiculous <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like a silly uh and we were just like yeah we got copper for like the longest time and then everyone's like yeah copper sucks and it was <laughs> like yeah but you know it make pennies out of it and you know we're doing our thing and then here comes computers mm-hmm. and copper's like what now bitches you didn't know about conductivity <laughs> you just thought it was all patina and laughs. You just <laughs> I do more than oxygenate. That's my that's Copper's official voice. TM. You heard it here. There's, there's someone who like lost their whole family to copper mining just cursing me right now. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck you, Taylor. <laughs> oh my. Died of the patina lung. <laughs> so but we do anyway. a podcast about destiny yeah um, i uh but um to, to bring that all back around uh that's fucking weird now do you think this was not canonically the first vex that Clovis Bray would be aware of. Do you think there was anything special about these Vex as opposed to, say, the Vex the Ishtar Collective had run into? I would say it's unlikely. Um, there, there might be some differences, but uh, eventually Maya Sundarush is brought in. Dr. Maya Sundarush is brought in from... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... She's got her her connections to this Ishtar Collective, obviously. So um, her her research is fundamental to Clovis's uh, development of uh, basically body snatching the Vex. Is <laughs> basically what it amounts to, um, and certainly the the familiar familiarity thereof. Uh, Doctor Sunderrush is established uh, with with the Vex, and her knowledge is. Uh, cited as critical for for the operations and development of the Exo project. In fact, as Clovis puts it, so um, I I would tend to believe that the Vex that are, are at least initially encountered are pretty similar, it, at least in the um, the Vex mind fluid uh, substrate. Now we don't know a whole lot about the frames that that come through. Uh, initially, they're basically just like. Uh, children and i think they do initially try and do um try and construct on on our side of the portal as well at least that still seems to be their primary goal at this point um but the the differences um become 
more clear in like the present day. Um, and so uh, I guess to round out the the journal, it basically that there's a portal in uh, on on Europa that has a direct link to what appears to be, if not the Vexor origination world or worlds, it's uh, one of their very early early establishments. Um, so, which is very interesting talking about someone who can change history of when they arrived in a system. (laughs) (laughs) But the the journal does establish that the system is like 13 billion years old, which is approximately the age of the uh, universe, give or take X number of years. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) that's basically basically what they're, they're, they're making an argument for. So it, it it's hard to go further back than that. That's 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 the whole point there. Um, in fact, that that whole bit gets pretty interesting itself. <laughs> I, I need to read more into it because it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I, I, I was gonna say this uh, once once we really can pick apart this log, especially. Um, I think we got to revisit revisit the exos. Oh yeah, there's there's so much meat here. It's insane. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I am carnivorous. I'm a carnivorous yeah, I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to kind of go over a basic review of what this journal's all about, because it is it is super cool, and I think everybody should read it, because it is, like, prime A... Uh, Choice. Yeah, you, you name it. it. It is fantastic, and any anybody that's a fan of the Destiny Lord, uh, especially in preparation for Beyond Light... Um, yeah, but beyond that, um, there's also a hidden reading accompanied by a letter from uh, from Elsie. Oh, the strange. Yeah, uh, that comes into play here. And it goes through a number of points regarding the, um, the edict, edict uh, banning travel to Europa. And so basically, this uh, hidden uh, operative, uh, CH. A319. Uh, I remember seeing a post about who, but it's it's one of the hidden oper- operatives, kind of a point. But uh, um, basically, there's a number of points, uh, and specifically, number is what particularly caught my eye. Number nine, that was? Uh, number six. Number what... six. Sorry, I, I, I lost you for a second. Oh, but, like, <laughs> but like only for the part where you said the number. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you got knocked out. <laughs> well, no, because it was, it was like, it, so like to replay it, it was like, yeah, I'm going to number. And it was really interesting. I was like, that was like the, that was like the worst place to skip. <laughs> I got it is not clear from the kind. Con- Sorry, but please continue, <laughs> Professor Banks. And so I'm just going to read, read this entry. Um, recent close flybys have imaged a Golden Age compound bearing the Braytech insignia built in Europa ice. The same Im- imagery captures thousands, if not tens of thousands, of hibernating android Vex. Unlike all other Vex processes on Venus, Mars, Mercury, Io, or Nero, there is no sign of major construction. This suggests a Vex strike force, rather than a permanent presence. What did they want? What have fought what have fought Vex before, and early aggression against their designs have always their simple presence cannot justify an inter- interdeck. So what we've got here is this hidden operator hidden operative 
suggesting that the Vex here are not constructing or didn't construct anything. They're mostly frozen at this point, so they've been been there on the quite a while. Um, and th basically, their um, their presence without construction and um, it just kind of indicates the the concept that they are there to combat something instead of um, instead of being there as a reconstruction of Europa like they do on Nessus, or where they convert the the planet or planetoid uh, or moon in this case into a into a design of their own making. So. What's their purpose? <laughs> is the question at that point. Uh, was this just a scouting team that basically was coming out here and uh, just, just looking around to figure out why so many Vex have gone missing? So many Vex frames? Um, we, oh, it's like we really special don't know forces. It. But yeah, it's... The, the lack of construction is what really catches my eye. Because it really... It really builds upon the, the trailers and and just the feeling I get from everything built up so far, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. Vex are responding to some sort of stimuli, and they're responding aggressively. Mm. Stimulating. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Well, and I wonder, so is it like, is this like the Vex A-team that they're sending? I can't wait to be... <laughs> and if so, I cannot wait to meet Vex Mr. T. Oh He's going to pity some fools. Just everywhere, all the way back in time. He's gonna. Then you say like Taylor B. That's such a dumb reference. It's time travel, baby. <laughs> it's gonna be that harpy from the trailer with all the uh, tentacles. Only the tentacles are actually it's bling. <laughs> so it's just gonna be no, 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 no. Because it's the future. Mr. T. Mr. T. Has shed his gold persona and is now just Jack and oh, awesome. That's true. That's true. She may whatever we experience him as might also be a night elf mohawk. <laughs> oh jeez. Time travel, baby. All references are cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, I would I would love that. But is it like is it like a strike team? Or like maybe So one thing I wonder is the Vex that we encounter, one way or another, have all they've existed in in, in our solar system in, in the settings around our universe, right? And I'm wondering if these Vex, you know, because Clovis is leading them, sort of like leading them, like playing Pied Piper, and uh, then extracting the fluid. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, Which, in a way, is like a very sinister form of Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say that much. Right? Well, I guess the Pied Piper is kind of, if you're a rat... The Pied Piper is pretty sinister because he just runs your ass off a, or a snake. No, a snake is St. Peter. Pied Piper is rats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet you didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just like runs them off a fucking cliff like, damn. Just, just murders all the rats. <laughs> At least I believe that's how it went. Maybe that's like the German version. If anyone's like, no, he just like left town with them and went to the next town because he controlled all the rats. <laughs> I am the Rat King. Oh wait, <laughs> crossover. <laughs> I know. And now we're back to destiny. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, and it's I I I wonder if maybe because it's a it's a gate that they're coming through. That someone had to build the gate, right? Uh, Clovis did uh, with that with that. Vex did he build it or did he move it there? Like the Vex re- rebuild the, it. The Vex artifact that he captured from Ishtar Collective built it uh, under his his supervision. Okay. So the it's not the it's not one that they built. He captured and then like maybe deconstructed and reconstructed over there. It's no. he captured their info and then built one there. The design of the gate is from Clarity. It came to him him in a that, That's just, when he dies that first time. Yeah. Uh, Clarity approaches him in a dream with uh, basic uh, basically a schematic for this as I, as I took it. And okay. So he he basically decides he's going to build this Vex gate, and he comes to the realization of what how better to build a Vex gate than to capture his unit and have it built for him. I mean, that's like fiendishly slaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you think of the more like that's like that's some shit. <laughs> I wonder if like these are the, the these are actually like in in order of events the first vex that we that the humanity would have ever encountered and they just meet Clovis Bray and just like nope nope fuck these guys we were gonna <laughs> help we were gonna help we just wanted to build like playgrounds and shit and then they come up with the no 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 you saw what he 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 took all the fluid there there were just quietly questioning whether or not they really needed to be the one true state of the universe. And yeah. then Clovis comes around and comes around and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, now we need now we know. Well I will <laughs> say I will say I don't I, I I never took the Vex's goal as being the shape of the universe. I thought they just wanted to like be an intrinsic part of it. So that like from that, the that's... beginning from the beginning to the end of time they form and then because they can go back to the beginning of time again, they just form this perfect loop where I guess like they can figure everything out. <laughs> and I think that's fair. I I think I don't think the Vex goal is to be like eliminate all other life like like the Hive, where the one true shape is 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 so, so, uh, simply more appropriate. There, that's well, their interpretation of it. Or even, the the terminology one true shape is, used, but it's more from an outside perspective, and I don't think that's how the Vex actually think about. It. Well, ooh, but like one one thing that makes me wonder here is uh is the hive I feel like I mean they didn't really run into it until they met guardians. But like I feel like the hive would have respected something that like killed as equally or as like like a, a, like better than they could. In terms of like if they met someone who was like, "Oh shit, we're we're doing genocides? Oh, I fucking love genocides! And then, like, raged back, like, even harder. Yeah, um, I mean, I, 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 feel, I feel like, I, I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if they would keep fighting. I'm sure they would, because that's, like, their thing. But I feel like they would actually respect the hell out of that, those guys. They'd be like, you know, I didn't, I was, I, I thought these guys were jerks, but I kind of really respect my opponent here. My name is Hive. That's fair. You <laughs> do get a healthy amount of respect in the books of sorrow uh, for for enemy races, uh, e- even if they are solely set on destroying. And so that's an entirely fair point. I, I think they're, they're they will establish their respect 
for their opponent if they are on, on somewhat equal ground. They remind me of Romulans in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Mostly like next generation Romulans when they're like almost always bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like that. I think it's Oh what the hell? And then it's like, oh sorry, like Backstab. <laughs> I've betrayed you now. <laughs> why? Because I'm a Romulan. And whereas in Destiny it's the same thing, like, why are you trying to kill us? Because like I'm a hive bro, that's like my thing. <laughs> It's just who I am. Yeah, like, like you know. Worm. What do you want me to do? Yeah, birds gotta fly, fish gotta swim. Like, <laughs> I have to extinguish all light and eat it. <laughs> and feed their worm. I've gotta feed their worm. Oh that's, that's right. That's how I, uh, that's how, that's, 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 that's gotta be their life motto. That's what they knit. And, uh, and crochet. Just those phrases. Needle point it. Put it on the wall. Make pillows. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sweet dreadnought. Right? And then um, one thing that's really interesting uh, about um, what is it? Uh, you were just talking about number six, right? In the missive? Correct, yep. Yeah. Pulling it up now. One thing that's really that's really interesting is the uh, the Braytech insignia, mm-hmm. uh, which you get is really cool. I'm, pardon me, guys. I'm I'm looking for it. I'm pulling out mine. You get this like raised patch. It's like a it's like a Velcro. So like you could you could stick oh, sure. like a Velcro patch thing, and. It's, that's that's it's, from the, uh, like the tiger, yeah. So okay, yeah. It's got the tiger. It's got the sun. It's got whatever is below the tiger and the flowers. That the flowers also <laughs> kind of look like bones. Like it's a weird, but it's really it's really interesting. And then the back has a like interchanging that symbol and destiny trihorns, tricorns. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> This is yeah. This is a pretty cool little thing, and I like. I kind of like that it's a, uh, it's the Velcro thing. So then it becomes like a real. You know how like military patches will do that now in uh-huh. like modern modern uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can like just take it off if people are targeting stuff. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. That would s- <laughs> rip to anyone who loses half of this. <laughs> 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 Keep it together. <laughs> KIT. <laughs> um So that's that's a really the the seeing the, the symbolism there, but also seeing how Anna specifically now granted we know the Anna we know is the Guardian, right? Um and so like we, we can't really compare that to uh when I say Annabrae, I mean like the the Guardian Annabrae. The resurrected Annabrae. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she goes... She has like a very like wolf-themed mm-hmm. uh, stuff going on. And, you know, for... To point out the obvious, it's... It's that... Um, 
you know, the, those are pack animals. Yes. You know, they go with the team, they go with the fire team, they go in, and it's really, there's a bit of an irony there because, uh, you know, I think it, I think there's a common perception that Anna is, uh, like a lone wolf. Just like, oh, she's like off doing her own thing. But is she off like by herself? She has like a baby Rasputin. She's got two little Rasputin nodes that are hanging off her ghost. <laughs> she's got Jinju. Like, she writes letters to her, her girlfriend. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Like, she's not alone by any means. That is a fire team if there ever was one. Uh, even though, like, only one can really hold a gun. Unless you can't risk mutant being able to, like, hurl satellites at people. That's kind of like a big gun if you think about it. It's oh, real... It's... Yeah. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> or, like, maybe some sort of space trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's 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 really interesting um, that there's that, and then this. So I had always associated. I don't know if you're like me. I had always associated that maybe this was a uh, because a lot of what of what she finds and what she uses uh, for her symbolism are things that she because she was rezzed, I assume in a in a Braytech location because she woke up with her name tag on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like that's how you know who you are. Like oh shit, I'm Anna Bray. Okay. <laughs> um. It really, it really makes me. I had always associated the wolf like with. Uh, I, I thought that would have been, you know, the Bray symbol. And then over here you have a tiger. Now, a tiger, if you don't know, is a usually like pretty solitary animal. Uh, they they hunt by themselves. They for the most part. This is very broad strokes. I hope a zoologist doesn't write in the show and be like these are 97 tiger facts you got wrong (laughs) very this is trust me i'm a zoologist (laughs) i've studied i have a particular focus in tigers and you sir (laughs) um the george school of zoology yeah so like so forgive me forgive me forgive me uh for these broad strokes here if not if it's not particularly uh, exactly right but they're, they're pretty solitary. They spend, like, long periods of time just by themselves. Hunting, covering ground, just just doing a, doing a lot by themselves. So, also, really interesting, though, who's the other Bray that we have finally making a comeback and leaving us notes? Elsie Bray, the Exo-Stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we like I so I'm I'm sort of starting to like associate that with like her symbol. Um. As a uh, as a sort of a. It's like a, I don't know. It's like different takes on on similar familial themes because it's it what it seems like is that, uh, you know, I've mentioned on the show and <laughs> I feel like every time I try to bring this up I never remember what it's called but there's a type of amnesia where you're still like basically functional like if you had training where you might just like innately react a certain way like that would still be there like you have a lot of like practical memory like not like memories but like a lot of like practical functions of your memory are still there sure uh but you just like don't remember who you are that's like a, it's a type of amnesia um that i've read about it i'm pretty sure it's like pretty rare you know to begin with but mm-hmm. um or at least when like someone's not faking it but um, <laughs> it's it's very it's it's really it's really very interesting because that's how i sort of 
take the guardian amnesia like you're still like air quotes you you just don't remember who you are specifically but you don't wake up like not knowing how to talk correct you don't wake up pooping yourself well I and have... you still maintain elements of your personality exactly exactly like you're still you you just don't remember who you are but like it'll be clear <laughs> on account of how you act so it's it's really interesting to me and you know how they have that conversation the ghost has that conversation with you with with like the guardian the guardians before they resurrect them they get they get like a consent yep I, I always wonder, like, if whoever the drifter was just, like, tricked the fuck out of this, out of the ghost. <laughs> just, like, he, like, he knows who he's gonna be, and he's like, for real? You can resolve? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, who cares if I can? Yeah, fucking, fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll help you fight. Yeah, I'll do all the, yeah. You, whew. you bet it. You bet I will. Going to fuck yeah. <laughs> he just like resurrects him and immediately he's like, Yeah, we're not helping you. <laughs> oh my That's uh, I don't know what I don't know what you heard, but I'm not I'm not doing that. Um But anyway, but it uh, it, it really uh it really uh, it really all all of these little things that we're learning about the different uh characters that honestly like if you think about it we're pretty pretty intrinsic to getting the guardian where they are like if we didn't have those first little pushes from uh from the stranger if we didn't have yeah if we didn't have amanda bray getting us a relationship with rasputin uh introductions going um you know, like, I, I don't know if, like, I, you know, like, the Almighty might have just crashed, because he might have been like, well, Guardians aren't technically for humanity, they're for the Traveler, so, eh, bye. <laughs> like, who, who knows? But, uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be, it's it's really interesting to see these little, uh, these little things. So, like, w w I guess what I'm getting, what I'm getting at is, is uh, but just finishing off my thought before I get too far away from it, is uh, Amanda and Elsie seem to have like similar traits and that could be from shared experience shared upbringing like what have you um and it's 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 just cool it's like seeing two people who started from similar similar beginnings once upon a time how even when one was like dead like popped back up and they're still like both uh seem seemingly like swimming toward the same goal Yeah, just the, uh, and yeah, the fact that they became immortal, essentially, through uh, two, two apparently different means. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, think back to D1. Remember when she told us she wasn't forged in light? Did I lose your bagels? Yeah, you kind of cut out there quite a bit. Sorry. Sorry. Was it? Think back to D1. Remember when she told us she wasn't forged in light? Yes. Mm. Yep. And now and we're finding out something <laughs> something that worships the darkness. 
Yeah, I'm. Mm. I'm was used. Mm. <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty curious about. We're gonna find out a lot about. I get the general feeling feeling about. Um, whether or not it's. Uh, whether or not we get more of her origins is up for debate, but certainly, um, I want to know more about the fish. <laughs> 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 you know, bagels, bagels. I gotta tell you, that's and not not that I'm judgmental, but being from a landlocked state, that that was not what I ever expected you to say. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a whole lot of space corn. <laughs> you don't see a whole, whole lot about that in the Destiny universe, so I got to find some sort of interest. Well, well but, it's all same same word, bagels. <laughs> Bagels, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man. I think you're looking at it all wrong. The reason the Guardian only hears about stuff that's going wrong, we don't hear about space corn because that shit's going right. Clearly, <laughs> I tell you what, if that doesn't earn us a sponsorship from Big Corn, I don't know. Does I don't know if say it to the rest of Iowa. Let them know that we just gave corn that plug. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you know the representative. I'm sure you know who to call oh at my. corn. <laughs> Let them know as an Iowan. Uh, well, so some a couple other interesting interesting things is um, back back to the uh, some of the references in in the journal mm-hmm. is you, you kind of get it's it's a journal and the symbol that reminds me of a of a uh gambit token mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is shown in a few diagrams that's where the brain is is uh the the symbols the symbols on the head oh yeah oh that even feeds more into the concept that it's the merging between like um the merging between light and dark in order to form uh, basically you have to have balance to create a uh, mind essentially is wh- where I'm going with that and it reminds me of a uh, because the two ends don't don't loop in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it makes me think of a of a mixture exactly yep uh, as as it well as opposed to a uh, a balance, and and the the parts might be equal. I'm not trying to argue that point, but uh, it just reminds me of like a like if you're making a drink, you gotta stir it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's uh, it definitely gives me that feeling, mm-hmm. especially with the with the different symmetry involved, and it's, it's, and it's just knowing. Well, yeah, and, go ahead. oh my bad. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, and um, and and considering that we know from other books that all beings have at least some light uh, in them just by, by way of being the living things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so that's... If if you take that, and that's part of why the person has to die, because we know when when, some, when all your light is sucked out, unless you're paracausal, you did. The funny thing about your mentioning of a drink, a mixed drink, Yeah. that's specific point called out in reference to Alcahet in here. 
basically, he Clovis uh, refers to the transition of um, of A to B and how B to A is always a reversible process per one of the laws of their mo- modern physics. Mm-hmm. Um, d- there might be a time scale that's uh, essentially um, infinite there, but the process is always in- uh, reversible. However, um, the the up- application of clarity to something makes it irreversible fully. If you apply so if you apply clarity to A and then clarity to the product of that, B, you get C. And C is not equal to A. Or you can't reverse clarity. You can't you can't apply the reversion of clarity to make it back into A. I love I love how in all these diagrams, like I, I don't know if you've seen it, but in all these fucking diagrams like the the language is like a mix of what appears to be like Japanese and like symbols. Uh, it's probably, it, but, well, yeah, it's probably right, but, a Chinese analog if I had to hazard a guess. The, but yeah, sorry. Well, these 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 specifically look look like some Japanese characters I've seen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it were Chinese, and I'm just wrong because I'm I'm pretty sure one builds off the other at least when it comes to writing. So sure, you know. yeah, I, 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 I this is I. I'm just speculating yeah. based on yeah. the, the but, universe. Well, you know. it's so funny. The diagrams that are in his journal that he can obviously read are like that, and then all his notes are in English. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's just it's just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get why it's there from a from a real world perspective. Like, because it's probably not a real language. It's probably stylized to look to to like make us think it looks like stuff that actually exists, mm-hmm. but then we can't translate it. Um. So yeah, it's just a it's just an interesting one one for Taylor. Um, yeah, b- back to that that analogy. Um, oh, of the drink. Yeah, it's it's really kind of an interesting concept that you can apply. Essentially, it's showing off the uh, paranormality of the of clarity mm-hmm. because it's violating a fundamental law of the universe in that. At least the Destiny universe that you can that something is a process is reversible. The well, reversing clarity is Im- impossible because reversing clarity results in C as 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 applying clarity to to B. You end up with C either way. Well, one one thing that makes me wonder is because the if if you look at it back to the symbol, the symbol's slashed in the middle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so it's actually broken. Um, and I'm wondering if... So... The the two stars, right? If one mm-hmm. is leading from one to the other, mm-hmm. and it starts off with the the black star on one end and the, the green star on the other, and they, they both only touch their corresponding colors. Mm-hmm. And then you have the break in the center. And I'm just wondering if... Given that it's on the brain, given that there's so much emphasis in this about the uh, transference, I mean, there's 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 what looks like a CAT scan diagram on the back, and it's looking at time, and that's oh man, that's pretty good. It's looking at a like at an hourglass symbol, and it's being like reflected back in, and it goes into the black dot. 
that's pretty cool. Um, but I'm wondering if the, if maybe the symbol has to do with the transfer, and you have to like. I'm wondering if like the break in the transfer is when is when the brain has to die because I bet I bet a, I bet a large part of I mean like I've only I've only seen them touch upon it. Der in the book in the parts that I've had time to thumb through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that. I mean, I'm sure, I, I bet a part of DER is that you can't still be alive. Because then you'll never be the real one. Correct. And that would seemingly actively contribute to DER. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, which a large part of it appear, appears to be the self, like a self-identification issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because like uh, the one guy, the one guy saying like he's sure that he's dead and he's living in a corpse. Exactly. He remembers his own death, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I mean, I mean, that's scary as fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Think that. What if you're like, I always wonder, what if they, what if they get someone, what if like the first one it worked on is someone who's just super jazzed about it, like totally didn't mind potentially being a zombie. He just wakes <laughs> up like, I died, I'm in a corpse. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's, no, it's not so bad. <laughs> like just totally like rolled with it so you you're convinced that you're an undead creature of the night yeah but you know i'm making the most of it i got, I got a garden over here <laughs> like, this is like uh what they do in the shadows <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's exactly that's exactly what i'm thinking I, i'm thinking i'm thinking something something along those lines like what if what if the first one was just someone who like had had it into his head that he was just okay with not being dead in the first like not stay like he realizes that he died but he's okay with not staying dead he's like no i gotta tell you being dead was pretty boring (laughs) i'm kind of over it to be honest with you yeah i was ready i was ready for a change and so (laughs) when they came to me uh, that would be I, th- I think I think that would be hilarious but I don't think that would be their choice uh, no. <laughs> for for thematical reasons <laughs> um, I will say though uh, it looks like we're potentially going to get some overlap with Mithrax again it looks like we're potentially going to get some overlap with Ferrix again um, it looks like all, all I can say is Destiny has progressively gotten darker for Destiny, a while Destiny. now, especially especially in yep. Destiny Two. Yep. And I just hope we get some adventure back. It doesn't have to be necessarily lighthearted, but I think a lot of the different feelings between games uh, were sort of this like sense of like wonder, um, and like adventure and like going out into the unknown. It's kind of like a you know that you can you can kind of tell when you're watching the next generation when Gene Roddenberry died because that's when like they introduced the Borg and like it just becomes like really dark and it's less about like exploring uh, um, like it was earlier in the in the series and it's it's kind of um it's kind of what I think is happening too and like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that necessarily like the Borg was some of the the best plots in Star Trek but it's it it just makes me wonder if uh. If that's what's happening here, so I just hope I hope we can get a little bit back into the uh, the golden age spelunking adventure 
like little little slices of life uh, stuff too. That's fair. Yeah. yeah uh, I I think I will say that I think they've been sh- going into this darker direction, um, partially because a large portion of the initial D two was pretty light lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, and so I th- I think they've gone particularly dark as a result of that, and they've realized that some of their best lore writing, um, like I, I think to like the Taken King, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, uh, a lot of that has been particularly dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I would make an argument that that's that's they're at their best typically when they're not trying to be like goofy. <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't want them to be goofy, but like, and I'm not saying it has to be necessarily like funny or lighthearted. I just hope there's adventure back in it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's I, what I, I'm really hoping for. Yeah, I, I I just think they might be going a little bit because Buddy Cop well, Ghost, like when Nolan North redid uh-huh. redid D one, it was just like honestly like like I, I, Nolan North is a fine voice actor, and I'm not shitting on him. The direction they gave him for D one is fucking hilarious because <laughs> Peter Dinklage at least made sense because the world was bleak. Uh-huh. And there's some people like, no, he was trying to be funny. Like, I never took what he said as a joke. He seemed like he was kind of scared and awkward. Because what we knew about him at the time was that he'd spent centuries looking for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess my point was more to the sense that I, it's like kind of an ebb and flow thing. Uh, D1 got particularly dark there for a while, and so they tried to like, uh, especially at the beginning of D2. And now now they're swinging back down on the pendulum uh, into into the darkness. That's, That's quite true. But I, I would. I think it bounce back. I well, I hope it comes back a little bit. I hope there's a little like I wouldn't mind going on. Like I don't mind like beating up. But, like sometimes I just want to go on like a mission where the fate of the universe isn't at stake. <laughs> That's entirely fair. Like I, I maybe will... maybe someone just owes Spider some money. <laughs> I will say that um, the reintroduction of Varix I think brings that as a possibility, and I guess the Fallen in general. Uh, if there's any race that has a chance to kind of have that standoffish, or not standoffish, um, kind of, um, just kind of that, like, I mean, piratey type of adventure, sort of. Um, I, will go, I will go a swashbuckling with some <laughs> <Yeah>. fallen. <laughs> yeah. If that's what it takes to get darkness powers, like, <laughs> show me where the pirate ice is, I'm fucking doing it. That's gonna be so much fun. Everyone's like, Taylor Reed, you're gonna like, dude, they're fucking like either, either, either. You... I feel like there's two kind of kinds of people: people who try to imagine the reality of being a pirate, and people who imagine the romanticism. And I am totally here for the like. We are gonna sing shanties. <laughs> we're gonna. We're not gonna shower not once, not the whole time. <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be the true pirate experience um with that i i think i think this was really great for a special episode just sort of like initial diving in to what we got so far uh Mm -hmm. bagels do you want to do we can do since we came a day late with this for the fans do you want to do like a follow-up over the weekend uh, follow up of this content. Yeah, we can just consume it a little more. 
sure like dive into the exos or i'm down for that that'd be fantastic yeah i think i think as a thank you to you guys because i said i said it would be out today but it's already tomorrow for a lot of our fans (laughs) but it's already today (laughs) yeah it's already it's all well no 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 no. i just mean it's already like i said it would be we're recording this on a monday usually we release we usually we don't even record on the weekend usually we release on sunday so this is a day after normal release uh to anyone listening in the future and to some of our fans, it's already like so. For us, it's Monday. To some of a lot of our fans, it's fucking Tuesday, and they're like, "I don't have any more." Who the fuck you spin foil there? No, no, buddy, buddy, sorry. <laughs> We're gonna make it up to you. So I think I think that'll be a fun a fun little follow up. Give it give us some time to really like chew out this uh, this lore, and I can I can get out of the den, and my girlfriend won't murder me for. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kari. Uh, well, it's, it. she wasn't, it's a whole thing, but it's a, yeah, she, she needs it. But, uh, <laughs> I think this is a great place to end. Uh, everyone, uh, you can find me, uh, Taylor B at this is red leader, L I T R E all one word on Twitter. You can find the pod. If you didn't, if like somehow you're listening to this through osmosis, you can find the pod everywhere, <laughs> everywhere you want to be, wherever, wherever great pods are listed. <laughs> And you can add us on Twitter at Spinfoil Theory. You can write us at the Gmail, spinfoiltheory at gmail.com. Um, you can comment on us on our Podbean page. Uh, if, <laughs> if you're in a pinch, no one else can help. And if you can find us, maybe you can listen to the, uh, the Spinfoil Theory podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to work in an A-team reference to rend us out there, and it just didn't... <laughs> didn't quite make it to print i'm leaving it in though so that we can rush this out <laughs> um, yeah well, uh please please be safe with their bagels you got any shout outs uh just a shout out to uh some of my my buddies uh we're kind of planning on loosely having a game night that kind of fell fall apart and i i feel kind of bad so uh i want to give a, a shout out to my buddies uh uh two two daughters that i haven't seen in in uh, about eight months now due to to the virus so uh i feel feel kind of bad we're, we're supposed to over the weekend uh, i was i was hoping to see them but that didn't happen so um shout out, shout out to them because they're they're a lot of fun and um i miss hanging out with them so that's my nice. shout out all right yeah shout out i i'm shout out to bagels friends with their kids <laughs> who also love bagels as as kids do <laughs> very popular breakfast food I'll have everyone who says differently now. Um, uh, I I am giving a shout out. Uh, just in the U.S., we have an election coming up. Uh, fucking vote, vote early, uh, vote just once. Um, so I'm not I'm not gonna say vote often, but just just vote. <laughs> uh, get it out. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna tell you who to vote for. Uh, I you know you feel how you feel. You don't need me fucking saying it, but I will tell you to fucking vote. You're not too good for it. Go vote. Um, that's, that's, that's what I got. Uh, so, uh, other than that, man, stay safe. Uh, keep, keep, keep on keeping on. Um, I, you know, it's, is it weird to say that the longer quarantines go on, the more comfortable it is and it's not as depressing? Um, Is that a a weird, is that a weird thought to put out into the universe? I mean, it's one way of looking at it. (laughs) 
Well, it's less. It's less. I don't know. I know what to expect now. Like things, things aren't things, things aren't things aren't as bad as like when you're initially adjusting. It's kind of like oh, okay, you're, you're fine. You got your new routine now. I've been doing it long enough. You know, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the different things. Um, but it it's still going on. So if you're having a tough time, that's okay too. Uh, you're you're not you're not abnormal. You're not alone. And uh, just just know know that that's a good starting place. I'm not going to give you professional or emotional advice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we certainly love you. Thank you for listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Theory. Or you can email us via spinfoiltheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The Lore Network.